This podcast is sponsored by CHT Orthodontics. When I was 15 years old, a boy I was crushing on told me his big brother thought I was cute. My awkward self was overjoyed. I thought, finally, someone thinks I'm cute. His brother's exact words were, your little friend with the buck teeth sure is cute. The only two words I heard in that statement were buck and teeth, and in an instant, my heart sank. Not to worry, after nine full teeth and a couple of years of braces, bands and headgear, my self-esteem was reinstated. Those braces changed my life and turned my biggest insecurity into my greatest asset. I've smiled with confidence ever since. This is why I am so excited about our sponsor, CHT Orthodontics, located right here in downtown Hinsdale, Illinois, where their mission is to help their patients to achieve their own dream smiles. From braces tailored for children and adolescents to Invisalign solutions for adults and teenagers, CHT's goal is to make the journey easy and fun and ultimately help their patients obtain the confidence and happiness that comes with a beautiful smile. CHT's friendly team provides a welcoming environment that makes you feel right at home. You'll love it there. Dr. Carey and Dr. Ami pride themselves on being the top choice for braces and Invisalign in the Western suburbs. Personally, CHT is my family's top choice for braces for both of my kids. The staff is warm, the office is hip, and my kids are just months away from achieving the smile of their own dreams. Go to www.chtortho.com and schedule your appointment today. Stay cozy and smile. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. And we're so excited you stopped by for a visit. Come on in. Yeah, make yourself at home. We're two Midwestern sisters who love a good old-fashioned conversation and enjoy sharing our life experiences with one another and you. Consider this your one-stop shop for cozy, mindful well-being, along with some entertainment and lots of wheezy laughing. Oh, you bet there'll be a lot of that going around. (laughs) Our goal is to live our coziest life and inspire you to do the same because the truth is, we think it's good for your mind and your body. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get cozy. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm your host, Lauren Massarella, joined by my co-host, as always, Mm, my sister from the mm, same mister. Sisters, sisters, there were never such devoted sisters. You're so good. You are so good. All I'm seeing on TikTok is the sister, sisters, um, sweatshirt from white christmas the scene with the pretty yep. were they wearing like blue sparkly yep. with the big feathered like um fan oh. i just love danny k so much in that scene when he gets really into his role and he's wh- whacking bean crosby on the bum with his feathered fan but you remind me that he was not a he was not the nicest no uh, bing was whacking women so oh danny was whacking bing and bing was, oh so danny was, was whack- a stand-up gentleman he was a, Danny. He was a good, I don't know any um, things about Danny that relate to beating women, but it sounds like old Blue Eyes was. Oh, had a, Blue Eyes! Every you Christmas know, you remind us of beings. Being a wife beater, I'll never forget being it. Our not, grandma told yeah. me that. Golly, you know, Bing Cros- Crosby beats his wife's ass. I'm like, Jeez. thanks, Grandma. Happy holidays. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. All right, you guys. Well, good news. We're not going to talk about Bing Crosby. Beating. No, 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 no. Because no. it's the holiday season, and we know what that means. Mm-hmm. That we are 
overloaded with things to do, things to make, places to go, people to see, people to write cards to. And that's a lot. Craft time. We're going to talk about craft time today. And holiday craft time. That's another level of crafting. Exactly. And so today we are so thrilled to be joined by two guests, not one, but two, to talk about cannabis and motherhood. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they can go hand in hand. And so joining us today from Cure Leaf Dispensaries is Illinois Area Manager Sarah Roche and Store Manager of the Westmont Cure Leaf, Kim Schmidtbauer. And both of these women came on to talk um, so about cozy cannabis and have a conversation revolving around how they integrate cannabis into their lives. But not only that, These are two women in the industry, and they tell us the story on how they found themselves working in the industry and has a lot to do with the pandemic. It's a really interesting way, a really interesting story on how both women found themselves working at Cureleaf and then how they um, shared with us, you know, the struggles that moms have, the overwhelm and how they use a little bit of cannabis to help themselves feel more present um, mm-hmm. less stressed, less overwhelmed, less on edge, less likely to freak the fuck out in, if in someone other words, spills a gallon of milk. And <laughs> how they use it to activate the titanium sheath. Is what Michelle calls it. Which you, you'll hear Michelle talk about the titanium sheath. But this is a wonderful conversation, especially for our listeners who might be really interested in visiting a dispensary and they're not quite sure, like, how does it go about? Well, we're going to tell you all about that. Maybe you're also looking to just try cannabis for the first time. Sarah and Kim both walk us through ways that you can do that while seeking help at Curely from one of their trusted bud tenders to help you get exactly what you're looking for, whether it's for stress, for sleep, for um, relaxation, for relaxation, for feeling, wanting to feel more present or for being, for more social use, because maybe during the holidays, you're not looking to be hung over for the next, you know, 15 days before Christmas kicks in and you're just looking to relax and have fun. Mm. So we are so thrilled and grateful that Sarah and Kim both took time out of their busy lives as working moms to join us to talk about cannabis and motherhood. Thank you, Curly, for sending these two ladies our way. You guys sit back and listen and enjoy this conversation. You know, Michelle and I have always really enjoyed talking about cannabis, how we integrate cannabis into our lives and whatnot. And I'll also never forget the day that it went recreationally legal. What was that back in like 2019? Was it that long ago, Kim or Sarah? Do you recall? Yeah, I think it? it was 2020. Was it 2020? It was 2020. It was right during the pandemic. The world shut down. They were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thank God. Thank you. Thank you. Something, something we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah, I remember that happening. I was really excited about it because I think as we all know, um, anyone who um, engages with cannabis, it helped, you know, it, it was always kind of difficult to come by. And so now that we have these dispensaries that are legal, both recreationally and medically, it makes it really safe, fun, um, easy to visit and whatnot. So we're super excited to have both of you guys here to chat with Michelle and I about one of our favorite topics, which just so happens to be cannabis. And we know that our listeners 
are really into this conversation as well. And we know this because they ask us so much about it on the back end. So we are just, you know, amateurs. We know what we like, but we're super stoked that you two are here to provide a little bit more um, expert-like information. Um, and I think it would be kind of fun to just kick off um, a little bit about yourselves. And I was wondering, um, Kim, I'll start with you. How, you. how did you both get into the cannabis industry? Yeah, so um, I actually got introduced from a coworker that I had. Uh, so, you know, when it was the pandemic that occurred, uh, she unfortunately, you know, lost her role and she went into the cannabis industry. And at the time, uh, she's like, oh, she knows how much I uh, consumed. My husband also consumes. And she was just telling me, you know, how crazy of an environment it was to be able to work in something that had been not legal for so long in Illinois. And so, you know, I kind of had a conversation with her telling, you know, seeing how she liked it. And from there, you know, I just thought, let me go and, you know, see if I could apply for some positions. And, you know, here I am <laughs> several years later in the position. Um, so it just kind of worked out that, you know, just from word of mouth from, unfortunately, a fellow coworker losing her position and introducing me to, you know, going into the industry. And, you know, I haven't left since. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I like that that also came out of the pandemic as well, that you found yourself in a new industry with an opportunity when a lot of us yes. felt like that was the opposite of end of the spectrum. Sarah, what about you? How did you find yourself in the cannabis industry? So I'm kind of a little different. I didn't even start consuming cannabis until the pandemic. It wasn't like something I liked in high school. I didn't eat anything to make me sleepy or hungry. I was like, no, I'm good. Um, I had my third kid. Um, the world was like on rocks. We had to move. We had to all did all these life decisions. My husband was out of work for a while and I did not like how I was responding as a mom. I was like, all I ever mm. wanted to be was a mom. And I did not like who I was. And I told my husband one day, cause he's always been an advocate user. I was like, I don't care what you do, but you need to get me something like, just get me a gummy, <laughs> get me something. Like I was washing dishes, holding my newborn and my like three-year-old at the time threw a ball into the sink and water splash everywhere. And I wanted to whip the ball back at him. I was like, no, <laughs> that's not a normal response. So I mean, it is, it is, but there's something that might it's help you not have that. You know right, what it is? Right. It's like, an honest response. <laughs> I, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> so I like started playing around with it. I found out what worked for me and I like started like making baggies and bringing them to my friends. I'm like, guys, you've got to know it is not like... Like when we were kids, like, yeah. this is going to help you be nice, mommy. Like, you're not going to care about peanut butter everywhere. And I was like, literally like doing mailbox shops. And I worked <laughs> um, at Nordstrom, which like, I never thought I would leave Nordstrom. Like who leaves like the maca? Well, <laughs> being at a mega mall during the pandemic, though, changed my mind. I was like, gosh, the mall's dying. I don't want to be here. And so I told my husband, I was like, I think I'm going to go like run a dispensary. He's like, you're crazy. You've just started consuming and now you want to run a dispensary. And I was like... Yeah, I just think there's a place for me. I think more moms need to see like this isn't like a, you know, what we were trained as what a stoner was, right? It's mm -hmm. not just dazed and confused or Bill and Ted. It's not like that anymore. And he like just thought I was crazy. And I was like, no, I'm going to do this. Like, and I filled out every application. I had so many interviews. And like, finally, when it landed, I was like, okay, oh, hey, 
this is what I'm doing. And like, my favorite thing is when like more moms come and they're like, all right, I can't drink three bottles of wine anymore. What am I going to do? And I'm like, I got you. I got you. I can't drink three bottles of wine anymore either. The mornings are too hard. So yeah, it was like really, thank goodness for the pandemic, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Another story of something positive that came out of the pandemic. You found yourself a career and also what it sounds like more patience with a house full of children. Yeah. And that's one of the conversations. I mean, Michelle, do you want to chime in on your thoughts maybe before we begin about like momming and cannabis at all? Do you want to throw just, in anything just into that, the ring? Just that I know exactly how she had felt and feels. And um, I totally understand why moms across the country are leaning in and seeking different forms, ways to, you know, uh, imbibe and still uh, maintain their uh, cognition and their ability to function, (laughs) but also Mm -hmm. like, you know, get, just take the edge off a little bit. Yeah. I totally feel that they're right there with you, right there with you. You gotta be in the moment. Like they're little for so long and it's like, why are we stressing about dishes and all this other stuff? Like, no, like that will always be there. Let's just like relax. Let's play with magnetiles. It's fine. (laughs) I, I love that you brought that up because I have an almost 17 month old right now. And not even, you know what, the mess I've gotten used to, I'm a little bit of a control freak. Like, you know, I want like things done in a certain way. And I've had to release a lot of that, obviously. But for me, it's like the creativity, like how can I play with these blocks again? And then, you know, and then I'm like, oh my, today, this, you know, earlier today, I was like color coordinating everything with her, like all the toys, we dumped them out. And I'm like, you know, after a little cannabis enthusiasm, I'm like, oh my God, this just made it 10 times more fun for both of us. Creative. I figured out something different to do, which may or may not, I could have done without cannabis, but there is something also so beautifully it's present, creatively relaxing and present. That's what it is. We're all seeking to be present. And I think that cannabis helps you actually achieve that. It's like what we tout around here a lot at the sister project, the importance of that. And cannabis, cannabis really is a vehicle to achieve that moment. I feel like so much of our life is like, go, 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 go. And it's like, we just need to like, shut it down. Like, it's fine. Like, we're going to stay home. We're going to make some popcorn. Like, it doesn't need to be so overly stressed out about like, yes. Now, ladies, Kim or Sarah, you guys, I'm going to kind of direct these questions towards you and whoever wants to, you know, feels a ping, go for it. I have a huge question to ask in regarding to being moms, because Kim, you're a mom as well, correct? Absolutely. Okay. So both of you are moms. Both of you work in the cannabis industry. Both of you have shared that you engage and consume cannabis. Do you a come across fellow moms that um, throw judgment? How how do you have this conversation? Anything you're willing to offer in regards to this situation or category, we're all ears. Yeah. So for me, um, my biggest thing was, so I have almost a three-year-old. She turns three in uh, January. So we bought a house last year. And one of the biggest things that I was really uh, worried about when I moved into the neighborhood was, you know, telling people, uh, because I had such a small kid about what I did for a living. And my husband, he's uh, in the casino industry. So he's like, he's old school, like, you know, do what you do. You know, you're, you're doing this for a living. You uh, know how much it helps you and gets through every day. And he's like, you love what you're doing. So you have nothing to be shameful for. So we actually had a 
uh, block party that we did. And my next door neighbor actually happens to be a retired cop. And one of the first things that, you know, he was talking to me about was like, oh, so like, what do you and your husband do? And I was like, oh, you know, I uh, manage a dispensary and his eyes just lit up. And he's like, oh, I'm a retired cop. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, and I didn't know like how he was going to take it. And he was like, oh my goodness. He's like, I love that it went legal. He's like, I'm actually a retired cop. He's like, I actually helped to be security at one of the dispensaries. And he was telling me how his daughter consumes. And it actually opened up a huge conversation with all the other parents that are in our neighborhood. So it was something that was very, to me, like very not nerve wracking anymore. And honestly, since that time, you know, when I go out in public and meet other families and meet other people, it just makes me feel like, okay, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm able to get accepted from anybody regardless of, you know, being a mom. And before when I lived um, prior, I was in a condo. So like, I didn't have a lot of neighbors that we didn't have block parties with. And it really kind of opened my eyes to really be appreciative of, you know, people being so open about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, despite me doing it for years on end, on and off my entire life, you know, from, you know, when I was 21 and up. (laughs) Uh, But it was something that, you know, with a lot of people that do come into the dispensary, it's something that I continue to say, like, you know, you can't be ashamed of it, because if it's going to help you do you keep doing it, because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, like, it's going to be something that will um, make you happy and, you know, kind of let other people learn that perspective as well. It's a beautiful thing about community too, that you realize that you moved into, that you have the support of your neighbors and you don't have to like hide what you do and be weird about it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Sarah, do you find that your like mom friends or moms within the neighborhood or elsewhere at schools, do they know that you are a GM at a dispensary and how do they um, take that? So my like friends are all on board. They're like so excited. They get samples from me. They're like, this is the best, right? <laughs> um, I, you know, when I do like school drop off or whatever, I like try not to like have my like clothes showing. I try and be concerned. Like, I didn't even know Red Ribbon Week was still a thing, you know, like. Oh, I was just that dare? Be, like, like dare Red Ribbon? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either. Say no to the devil's lettuce. (laughs) Say yes. Michelle just chimed in. It's literally like, I was like, wait, Red Ribbon Week, you guys are still doing that? Um, I forgot about that. So I try to be like at school, just like very like, I'm in retail, whatever, but outside of school, if you've already like, we've already like gotten to the point where we're invited into each other's lives outside of there. I'm very open about it. I went to like a back to school party for like my first grader. And typically you bring a bottle of wine. I was like, I'll bring a bottle of wine. And I was like, I'll throw a couple pre-rolls in. But, okay. So question was this, was this after, was it the back to school at someone's house or was it at school? In school fundraiser, Lauren. <laughs> in school, in school fundraiser. Hey, listen, I'm asking. I like details. We go to like a party and like, I've known these people a little bit. Like they don't know what I do. Another mom that like I'm much closer with is with me and I'm like giving, I'm like, yeah, here's a bottle of wine. I need to some pre-rolls in there for you. She's like, what is that? And I was like, oh, um, just some cannabis, like <laughs> pre-rolls. And like, she was not getting it. And I like, didn't understand like how to even like dumb it down. Right. And like, my girlfriend was like, it's marijuana. It's a and joint. Was, it's a joint. It's grass. And she was like, oh, I don't do that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Not my kind of party. That's fine. Enjoy the wine. <laughs> So, like, I think it's, like, really important. Like, when I'm, like, 
grocery shopping or I'm at the gym, I'm always wearing swag because like I want people to just see like, hey, look at a normal just person that goes to my gym is also and I get like mostly men will be like, oh, I like your shirt or oh, yeah, I get high too. Mm -hmm. But I want it to just be like, yeah, it's fine. It's normal. Like I'll wear the clothes around my kids. Like it's not like super secret. Like it's not a conversation we're having with my kids yet because I just feel like they're too little to like really comprehend it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think it's something I want to like shy away about because like I do enjoy a glass of wine in front of them. And I do think it's like the same and we just need to like really normalize it. Like this is something that was taken away from us for so long. Mm -hmm. That is a really good point. Um, I was actually watching a TikTok yesterday of a mom who was referring to using cannabis during the day as gardening during the day. And she's like, I have a question for all of you guys out there. Do you garden during the day or is it just me? Because for me, gardening during the day really helps me feel motivated, creative. And I mean, you didn't really get what she was talking about at first, but then you got it. And I really loved what she was talking about because again, kind of normalizing it. But unfortunately, having to use the term like gardening and just saying like, instead of saying like, do I take an edible once in a while during the day, (laughs) you know? Um, But I think you brought up a really good point in regards to talking to kids about cannabis. And I'm getting a sense that both of your kids are younger, but I was wondering if you guys have any advice for parents who do have kids of an age that get it. They know, you know, they understand that there's cannabis that exists, that it's legal and that, um, you know, just because adults might do it, just like you're saying about like drinking wine, it's not the same, like kids sneaking it and whatnot. Um, Do you guys have any advice on, chatting with with young ones, teenagers, you know, young adults about cannabis use or about parents that use cannabis and want to share that information with their children or even opinions on it. I personally think that like kids are so much faster now. They are so much smarter. They're learning things at such an accelerated rate from us. You know, like my son is a whip on the phone. Um, I, I think it needs to start earlier and earlier. And I feel like for me personally, like my husband is super hush hush about it, which is so funny because he's been consuming since he was 13. But I'll just even be like, oh, did you want me to get like sativa or indica? And he's like, don't talk about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like stop being like this. Do you know what I do? Um, so I think like it does need to be an open conversation. Um, I don't like, I don't judge what anybody does. I personally would take an edible in front of my child, but I probably wouldn't like smoke around them, right? Um, just like I wouldn't like if I smoked cigarettes, I wouldn't do that in front right. of them. It's a different time now than the nineties. <laughs> yep. Where everyone was smoking in front of everyone. <laughs> yep. Never forget that so time I ran then. into dad's cigarette when he was going to answer the door. Right. <laughs> How old were you? I was little. I was like seven or eight. Right. 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 But parents like don't people aren't smoking like that in front of kids anymore. Everyone's right. So I think things. it's the same thing, right? Like it's yeah. something that grown-ups do. I think you could talk about it. I think that, you know, it's really important to talk about the effects on the underdeveloped brain and like why you mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing it when you're younger. You know, like Absolutely. when we were little, like they had so many like TV commercials about your brain on drugs or they had yeah, the, the fine egg. specials, right? Or the 2020 about ecstasy. That was enough for me. Like I didn't like start trying drugs until I was in my 20s because I was like, oh no, I'm already working like <laughs> probably not with the best hand of cards. I probably should <laughs> <laughs> like we should wait for that one. <laughs> so I think like you should be open. I think you should have the conversation, but like 
probably like fifth, sixth grade. By the time they're in junior high, it's too late. They already know everything. And so I do think it needs to be like fourth, fifth grade. Like when you start like giving them their real like um, internet access, right? Once they get access to the internet, they're going to look everything up. So once they have that uncoined so access, you need true. to have that conversation prior. Mm, that's a good, that's a good really, really good point. Kim, did you have any follow-up thoughts? Yeah. So my girlfriend, she actually has a 12 year old and she, uh, consumes, uh, not regularly, but on occasion. And, um, it's, he's actually my godson. So like growing up, you know, over the years, like we've never consumed in front of him, And, you know, because he is 12, he has kind of like what Sarah was saying, you know, the internet and all of that stuff. So honestly, one of over the summer when we had like a party, he was like, Oh, so like, are you still working prior to being at, um, Cureleaf? I was at build bear. So he was, you know, asked me like, Oh, do you still work at build bear? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, where do you work? And his mom instantly kind of rushes over and she's like, Oh, she's, you know, she works with adult stuff. So he said, Oh, like, do you sell alcohol? And I said, no. And I said, I don't sell alcohol. And I said, you know, so I looked at my girlfriend and she's like, okay, go ahead, you know, tell the conversation, but you know, and so I said, Oh, you know, I, um, sell some marijuana and he's like, Oh, and he just, his face just looked shocked. Like you do that. And, and I says, well, you know, on occasion I do, you know, but like, I am very responsible with it. And I said, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm in an environment that I feel safe and an environment that I know that people around me are comfortable with it. And I said, you know, that's one of the biggest things. And I said, but it's also an age appropriate thing. And I said, you have a long way to go before you consume, in my opinion, <laughs> but that's something that, you know, um, you know, my girlfriend was very like shocked about how I handled it because, you know, it was something that like, I didn't anticipate him coming up to me and, you know, having a conversation and, you know, because he is 12, you know, kids see everything on the internet, like Sarah said. And so that was like my thing that I just, you know, I was honest with him, um, because it is something that, you know, you want to make sure that you talk about it in a responsible matter and not be, you know, judgmental about mm -hmm. it, but also don't cover yeah. it up. With you it. know, I, I have to say, I think that you nailed that conversation with, um, your, you said that was your God, your God, Godson. Godson. Um, I, you know, I have 15 year old, almost 15 year old twins. And I have kept this pretty under wraps for a period of time. And the conversation that we kind of recently had, had um, come up because one of my kids had um, asked me what a, a container was. And I said, this was the moment that I was going to be honest. I thought that they were old enough. They are old enough. And I had explained that conversation and I really mimicked. It, it didn't, I, I'm, my kids were a little disappointed and I felt, I felt bad about that because they, the messaging that they're receiving, the things that they're following is very, um, no drinking, no vaping, no, all of these things, which I'm yeah, thrilled yeah. about, you know, like that's great. Um, but we worked through that conversation and I really mimicked what you had said, you know, this is like something that adults do. This is not for use of kids with underdeveloped brains. That's why things have a certain age on it. You need to grow, you need to mature, you know, everything in moderation, you know, that type of thing. And, um, I think that for me, that is kind of the approach that I took and, 
Um, it took a couple days for my teens to marinate over this, but it was a very real, honest conversation. And I feel like they left feeling, um, I don't know, a little bit more knowledgeable about the yeah. actual situation rather than maybe what they have been hearing the fearful of, scared, not knowing, you know, just like being naive and young and not really knowing. You know what you did though, too? You opened up a door to vulnerability and your kids seeing a different side of you, which is like so beautiful. Like I just Thank love you, Sarah. Like, so true. that makes them so much more comfortable to come to you then because you were uncomfortable about it. And then like they work through it with you, like they're going to want to work through everything with you. I love that. Thank you, Sarah. That's what my, that's what our family therapist said too, because we, <laughs> we called her in to work on it as well. <laughs> I love that. You got to build your own village. Okay. Dude, you, you, do. you do. You do. I love that. Michelle, you're so, Sarah, you're so right. I was thinking about that. She, instead of, you know, making something up was honest because like you both said, and like we all know that she, you could take a photo of something and find out exactly what it is on the internet. Kim, Sarah, that your kids at some point can look up your names and see that you, where you work and had you not told them or Michelle, had you not told them, then you are just building distrust mm -hmm. and you know, you don't, it's like not, it's not the best feeling. So, uh, you know, A pluses all around gold stars. Doing the best we can um, over here, moms. Doing the best we can. Huh? <laughs> and doing a little bit better every day with just a micro dose of cannabis. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that a little bit because like for me, I am loving, I'm a 2.55 milligram at the most um, kind of gal. I mean, I don't even know why. I think it's a mental block. I think 10 milligrams would be fine for me on a night where like that to me is like, 10 milligrams is either out socially with good friends or um, at home watching a movie. And I think that's the thing is that people, and I'm grateful for Kim and Sarah, folks like you and the staffs that you have at CureLeaf, um, for the, the employees at CureLeaf, because you guys are so knowledgeable on helping individuals that come in and say like, this is what I'm looking for. This is how much I've tried before. Um, these are the aches and pains or the sleeping issues I might have and whatnot. Um, but I'd love to hear from uh, Kim and Sarah like what you are finding that moms who are coming into the store, what they're looking for and how it's helping them. I think that like definitely at that low dose, I always love to start moms at a lower dose, right? Because what's going to happen, you are going to build up a tolerance. Like it just happens, right? And I think that if we can find you happiness in a two and a half, amazing. But I think that a lot of moms just, they want to feel like it's not so miserable. And I think like we were sold a lie by mm -hmm. like a whole generation of folks pretending this was like some magical, mystical thing. And it's Isn't hard that and it's so funnier and it's just kind of BS. And we're just trying to survive it. And they were like, have kids, have more kids, have siblings. Like, where are you? Why Sarah, aren't you helping? I know, Sarah, I can't even relate with what you're saying more at this mm -hmm. moment, 18 months in. And for 40 years, I was flying high yes. and, you know, <laughs> doing things. I was doing great. <laughs> No regrets. Listen, no regrets. But there is this weird, like, and someone asked us, someone asked my husband recently at a, ho at a holiday party, when are you guys going to have a sibling? What? Why? What are you, why are we even A, having this conversation? You see, I haven't even been at the party. I've been following a toddler yes. around up and downstairs in our friend's home. I've never seen the upstairs until just today. Like, why are you asking me that? But Sarah, you're, and what's so funny about this situation is, 
we're all having wine openly, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So we're all like, you know, we're all, you know, nursing our wounds and relaxing from the day with a glass of wine. While I'm still chasing my toddler, don't think for a minute I didn't hit up someone on the car ride home. And I was like, listen, whoever's got anything on them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hook a sister up right now. This mom's done. When I get home, <laughs> yeah. I need to go you know, for a little Yes, for a 40-minute ride home. Yeah. But you're so right. And what's interesting, if you even look back further when moms were struggling, what were they giving moms? Uh, they were booze giving and pills. moms booze Way and pills. Way better than what we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life was different. They were giving a prescription for everything. Like, yep. Now we're like figuring it out. Like, because then like they removed it, right? They were like, not you can't use anything. And it's like... Well, wait. But think about this for a moment. People would write scripts for Xanax for because I'm anxious, I'm overwhelmed. What can I do? Instead of yep. saying, like, hey, go talk therapy, or if maybe cannabis was legal, we'd go there. It was a prescription. And you know, it was like whatever, you know, it was like the housewives era. But now, now that moms, amongst many other folks, you know, who consume cannabis have have something to help let the shoulders drop a little bit, care a little less, a little bit, slow down, get present. Now we almost find that like, we got to be a little sneaky about it. And this is why I think this conversation is so freaking important because like, I mean, I don't know how many times we're going to shout it from the mountaintops, like as a disclaimer, first of all, it's legal here in the state of Illinois and it's legal for a reason. And not only is it giving moms like a sense of some relief, but I was also just thinking about you, Kim and Sarah, it's giving moms jobs. Jobs that they fucking love, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and I think that it's huge for an industry to come in and offer so many different things to people. Um, so I'm really glad that we're bringing up this whole mom aspect of it. Kim, did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. So my biggest thing that I do, you know, especially uh, when it comes to like mom coming in, you know, I ask them what they're wanting to use it for. So like for me, uh, I use it when I'm doing arts and crafts sometimes with my daughter. So like on Sunday, we did probably four hours of arts and crafts for like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like 20 milligrams. How, how many milligrams did that four hour craft? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just no, so, <laughs> so I actually have a really low tolerance, Same. even though I've been consuming on and off. So it was like two and a half milligrams. We did arts and crafts for, um, the holidays, you know, for, um, making presents for family. And so like, I'll use it if my husband's home, um, I'll have, I love the drinks that we have. So like, can you tell us more about the drinks? Are they the syrup or the cans? Um, well, I like both. Uh, but the one that I've been on a kick with recently is the senoritas. Oh, I don't know though. So, so good. Yeah. So, um, that's something that like, I'll only have like a half a can, you know, out of, you know, a four or five hour time frame just because I am home with my daughter, but she loves doing uh, crafts. So like, that's something that like, I'll ask people like, Oh, what are you, you know, trying to use it for? Are you trying to use it during the day? Um, are you going to be around kids? Are you not going to be around kids? Um, you know, are you going to be using it for nighttime? Me, I never, my brain never shuts off. So that's also a question. I'm like, okay, like, are we looking to use it at night? Um, and then I always say like, start low and work your way up. Uh, just because even though I've been consuming for a long time, my tolerance, it doesn't matter how long I've done it. Like I just don't have a tolerance. Uh, yeah, so everybody's like, different. for me is, yeah. Uh, so that's one of the biggest things is like, you know, I want to ask them what they're going to be using it for. And then, you know, sometimes people are like, Oh, like, I want to have it this, there's so many different ways to consume. So like, I'll ask if they want to be able to eat it, if they want to drink it, if they want to, you know, smoke it, if they want to use it for 
pains, you know, topical wise. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's the biggest thing that I would say is that I always just have a conversation with them first to see what they're like using it for. And then, especially with first time mom users, you know, I always try to give examples like, okay, like I have a, you know, almost three-year-old at home. So like, this is what I use it for, you know, X, Y, and Z. This is what could help you or not, you know, just to let them know that like, Hey, I'm a parent as well. (laughs) Um, and there's nothing wrong with doing it as long as you're responsible about it. I like that you, you share with them that you're a mom as well. So maybe it helps them be a little less like intimidated and and nervous about about the guilt and the shame too. ditch it. Yeah. yeah. Why do we have to carry any more we, of that bullshit we carry around with us? I mean, yeah, I mean my much. shoulders are killing me. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. This episode is supported by our friends at The Upbeat Life, a smoothie shop where quality ingredients are most important. The Upbeat Life is all about keeping it real. And they use everything from organic fruits and veggies to superfoods like spirulina and manuka honey. Don't want a smoothie? Try an acai bowl. They are made with no added sugar and you can choose from unlimited toppings such as a vegan and keto granola, organic fruit, shredded coconut, dark chocolate, goji berries, and more. Personally, I'm a smoothie girl myself. The blue banana gives me all the protein my body craves after a good workout and it achieves high marks for flavor. It is my current addiction. If you too are looking to pick up a new habit that's actually good for you, swing by the Upbeat Life where they'll feed your body and your soul the good stuff. And when you do, be sure to tell them the sister project sent you and use our code beat the crowd for 10% off of your next order. For more information on the upbeat life, head to the link in our show notes. And now back to our cozy conversation. Kim, I wanted to ask you just so that our listeners get an idea on this 2.5 milligram during craft time. Okay. What, why tell us a little bit about the experience of a 2.5 while cutting paper snowflakes? Like, what are you (laughs) like, what are, what is the experience like for you? How, why is it that you integrate that into craft hours? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's not something, it was actually my first time trying craft hour with her with (laughs) cannabis. So I think that's why we were able to do crafts for four hours. There's Um, there's one answer. (laughs) Uh, you know, so because she will sit there and, uh, so we actually made like a cookie craft where it's like a, like a mold and we put like handprints and then we decorated it and stuff. So that takes some time, but when you have to like do all the ingredients together, you know, it, and then having a toddler trying to stir the dough and the water, my kitchen was a disaster. And because I'm a very neat freak person, like it was something that I was like, okay, no, this is something that like, I don't want to kind of like what Sarah was saying, like, you don't want to like freak out because of it being a little bit messy. Like the time goes by so fast. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to kind of see how it is. My husband's like, okay, like just take it very slow because I do have a low tolerance. And it was just something that like made me be a lot more relaxed Ah. because I wasn't sitting there worrying about the mess, trying to clean it up. And I was able to enjoy the time with her just from, you know, doing arts and crafts. So we, we made like 10 different handprints for her grandparents or great grandparents, some relative, you know, uh, niece, or I'm sorry, her aunts. And, you know, so it just, it honestly made the time so much more enjoyable because I wasn't sitting there worrying about cleaning up all of the powder, cleaning up all of, all of the paint, cleaning up her clothes, um, you know, everything that was everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) It just made it a lot more relaxing to where I was not edge and um, made it more 
favorite. You know, everybody wins. Everybody wins in that situation. Like we're all caregivers, right? Everybody is taking care of somebody. There's so much stress. We all have jobs. We all have responsibilities. You got to have that moment with your kid. And most importantly, well, most importantly, you got to have that moment, but also your kid got to have that moment. Your kid got this amazing amount of time with a present joyful mom who could give two fucks about the shit on the floor, you know? And honestly, I've ruined times being um edgy and stressful in a moment with my family. Yeah. I've gone off the oh, freaking rails, you know, somebody spilled something or the Christmas tree lights weren't getting turned on <laughs> and and I was like this close to okay, Clark. <laughs> and I was this close to ruining those moments. So those are the kinds of things that you the moments you can have with the little something and that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hop that off. It's like you're not going to wake up with a hangover the next day, which is super <laughs> important because that doesn't help being a mom. You know, you've oh. taken, you're, you've relaxed, you've enjoyed, but you're not going to feel like crap the next day. And also you're not guzzling a ton of calories in wine or beer or booze or whatever your, you know, your poison is. And you're just kind of just easing your way into whatever experience it is you're trying to have with your which, kid. Oh, and now wait, let's, which, which I just want to, on top of that, um, guzzling alcohol is the studies are coming. It's not good for you. Yeah, it's, it's not, not it's good not. for you. And people are starting to come to the table and realizing that more. Hence why we have droves of can of curious women and people leaning in to hear conversations like this because they are more aware of what the realities are of the alternative or the old ways. And I think, and I think you've a very good point. And I think it's important to note that if you're a mom listening and you're like, gosh, I don't know, I, I'm such a, a first time user that I would not feel at all comfortable trying a low dose, even with my child present. Well, the good news is, is there's something called bedtime. And when they go to bed, so you want to, you know, you want to time it kind of because you want to kind of take that about a half an hour <laughs> before bedtime. So it kicks in right when their little <laughs> sweet eyes shut. Okay. So, <laughs> ladies, what would you suggest for our listener who is more on that side of the fence saying like, I want to wait till bedtime and I want to just relax and watch the crown. What kind of um, experience say they want to try gummy? What would you, what would you suggest for them? Even you can name a product if you want to shout out a product that Cure Relief um, that Cure Relief customers love? So at night, I am usually, back it up, actually. Usually I'm like a sativa only person. Like I need energy. I need like something to help me. Um, but we got sampled out the jams, watermelon, lime, fast acting, and there are five milligram. And they are delicious. Like they are so good. It just tastes like your normal candy. And like, I will take one, like, like you said, right when I'm starting bedtime, because you know when my patients test it the most, but we're talking (laughs) about how long we're brushing our teeth for, how long we're taking to decide what pajamas we're wearing. So I did test everything, you know, prior to me doing it with my kids. Like I wanted to make sure I felt comfortable in my own skin. Um, I would only do it. That's a great piece of advice, Sarah. Thank you for sharing. And I would only, when I first started consuming, I would only consume if my husband was home, like, or I knew he was like, on his way because I was like, God forbid something happened. Everyone has their own comfortability. Um, now I'm a lot more comfortable on my days off. I'll use it to work out with and still like, you know, I find a lot more ways to integrate it mm-hmm. now. Um, like it's just like taking a vitamin for me personally. Um, it's just like something that aids in my day. 
You know, Sarah, I I align with that because I feel very like for me, it's I I like cannabis for the creative uh, benefits that I I get from them. So a little can go a long way and I can sit down and bust out, you know, an art, a magazine article that Michelle and I write monthly um, and get that. And it really gets those kind of like juices, those creative juices flowing for me. And that's when I I know that it's like for a specific reason, but kind of what you were saying before that it's more like a vitamin where it kind of just helps you feel like less anxious, less overwhelmed, less work. Like, you know what I can't stand is worrying. And if I can eliminate the worry of my my own existence and cannabis helps me do so much less of that, the worrying, because you're so present. And like you say, you kind of get into this like kind of giggle fit. You're in your space and it just feels so damn good to be there, whether it's like, you know, like a little 2.5 gummy or even the drink that Kim was mentioning. Um, in regards to... Our listeners that are like, okay, you have my ear. I'm, I've always wanted to try, but but it's the dispensary visit. That's where I draw the line because I'm nervous. I don't know what to expect. Can you share with us? Because that's that's honestly, those are a lot of the questions that come into Michelle and I. Are I'm so nervous about going to the dispensary? Is it going to be weird? It, you know, like who's is in anyone going to see me? <laughs> like, like, how, where is it? <laughs> speaking of worrying the worries are endless when it comes to, like the first um dispensary visit can you walk us through what if someone came for the first time what their experience would be like and either one of you can hop on that one um my team and myself are really good about you know asking those questions like what are you trying to use it with and then from there you know that's when we're able to give um different, you know, perspectives of how you want to consume it. If you want to eat it, if you want to drink it, if you want to smoke it. And like, my biggest thing is like, I'm a big indica hybrid person versus a sativa. Like my mind already is a mile a minute. So like, I like to have something that's kind of calms myself down a little bit. Like I didn't know much about edibles. When I first started, I had a very bad experience when I was 25 overseas and I did not want to touch edibles. And when I first started, they're like, oh, because I had such a low tolerance. And I was like, I'm never touching edibles again. And they're like, well, you have to learn how to dose it. So, you know, being able to educate on the dosing and now edibles are one of my favorite things to use. So like, it's just one of those things that, you know, having open uh, ended conversation Mm -hmm. with the people and getting to know what they want to use it for. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest takeaway there is for the person going into listener, if you're listening, it's to ask questions and to be really, you know, um, honest about what you what you want to use it for. Like for me, if I were going in, it would be end of the day relaxation and creativity, whether it's in writing or with a toddler. And that's who those those would be the questions I would be asking you and your team members. And I love that you integrate other people's experiences that work there and who maybe have a little bit more experience or knowledge in different areas of cannabis. Now, I think it's fair to say that most of our listeners would probably be most comfortable with either an edible or with a, the drink that you mentioned. We have a friend who loves the cans, the can, the brand cans. And she has since like, doesn't drink and like alcohol and she'll have like one or two of those in an evening. From what I can tell, she's having a damn good time. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and like I said, the added benefits of cutting out booze. And if you're still looking to kind of imbibe and relax, 
these, they're such great options. So for our listeners, would either of you lazy ladies want to recommend, um, like maybe one or two favorite lower dose edibles or drinks that maybe they can walk in with a little bit of knowledge and they can ask about when they get to cure leaf? Yeah, for sure. So something that's like, not our brand, but I love. Is 1906 does super easy oh, microdosing. Yes. The drops. They're amazing. They're fast acting. They're 20 minutes. Once you learn how your body responds to them, you can start layering them too for like a different experience. So like the bliss for me is a five milligram THC, five milligram CBD. And I don't, it, it's again, it's not something that I get high with, but it like blurs the lines, right? You're like, okay, it's like, there's still lunch dishes and I've got to make dinner and there's, you know, okay. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to yell. I sort of say sometimes they act, I, when those sort of activate the titanium sheath is what I like to call it. It's like this unpenetrable, protective barrier where only joy is allowed. Everything else bounces off. Based on what you just said, I'm hoping that everyone like is running into their car right now and like doing a pop and a wheelie (laughs) to get into the Cure Leaf parking lot because who doesn't want that feeling? Um, So do you have any recommendations, ladies, that our listeners can get the titanium sheath that Michelle speaks of? (laughs) Besides the 1906, any gummies or drinks? Yeah. Like, uh, they're like, yeah, the they're like a whole bunch of things. So, yeah, yeah, where do we start? Give me, give me some low doses. Yeah. Give me some low doses, micro doses for our like, people. There's these, um, there are these, these nice two and a half, they're Kiva, they're the pineapple mints. Those are like just such a nice little treat. You just like have a little nice two and, little and a half treat. and it's kind of just like, just taking that little edge off. It's not going to like do anything crazy. It's just no. kind of going to make you a little bit nicer, make you understand things a little bit more. <laughs> Open up your heart a little bit. Yeah. Your you're like, it's I think, because I think there's a fear that like even 2.5 will knock you on your ass and then you won't know what house you're walking into. And it's like, I, and I, I'm glad we're having this conversation right now because 2.5 is such a low and lovely dose I, what I like to say too, along with, in alignment with what you ladies were saying is to go low and start slow, Mm -hmm. you know, start low and slow. Just 2.5 is so minimal that like Sarah is saying, you might just find that your shoulders drop a little bit and you're not mad when the whole gallon of milk or whatever falls on the floor. You kind of laugh it off and you go, you're like, oopsies, where are the babies? No, you're more like, you're more like, God damn it. Why would you do that? Why weren't you paying attention? (laughs) And well, this begs the question too, since we're having this conversation, it's like, it's sad that we are even in the position where we have to like, you know, almost like find something. I wouldn't say sad, but I will, I'll spin this. We are fortunate that given the situation, as we mentioned, that being a mom is is not easy. It's hard. And we didn't really get filled in. Like when you're pregnant and everyone's like, oh my God, a baby. And you're so (laughs) excited and all, you're like, oh my God, all these cute onesies. And then it's cute. And then it's fucking hard. It's so and they don't tell you that. And <laughs> I was just pregnant. Like they do not tell you how hard. And I'm kind of pissed off at certain like, people for not telling you that. It's so easy and natural. But I think that we're so lucky that there is something like this that can help us. And well, I'll speak for myself, help myself. Yeah. Feel a little bit leveled and less, um, you know, 
I think that the one word that I, I, I always want to try to not have in my mom and just in life, like irritable, mm-hmm. you know, frustrated, overwhelmed, worry. And that 2.5 is a nice little sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim, do you have any of the drink recommendations? I, I know you mentioned Senorita. Is that the one that you mentioned? What about a gummy for nighttime? You said you yeah. like Indica. What would you recommend yeah. to some of our listeners? <clears throat> so one so there's two different ones that I like rotate between. It's not going to be like a sleep specific. It's um, kind of like a mix of relaxation and helps me sleep. It's going to be the Orchard Peach by um, Camino, which is a Crespo brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little bit higher of a dosage, so I have to cut it in half. But for me, it's one of them that I will actually use if I can't shut my mind off when it's just a very anxious day. And I'm like, I nothing is going right. It seems, you know the worry of being a mom and just working and everything in life. Um, so that I like, and the taste is fabulous. Um, and then if I want to help myself sleep the slumber, um, which is going to be a cure leaf brand, um, by herbology, that's something that I recently tried and that knocks me out. It, I've always had sleeping issues. So like it's helped to, it's like, a help me to like actually sleep through the night. And it's like a solid six hours that, my daughter's sleeping through the night, you know, I don't wake up and I will wake up the next day and I haven't even moved. (laughs) Um, so so that's one that, you know, I feel really well rested the next day. Um, so I would say those are like the two, uh, ones that I like to use at night right now. The great thing about the slumber too is that's only a two and a half milligram. And then it's got the 10 milligrams of the CBN to help with that Mm. deep sleep. So I like those as well because I'm not messing with my tolerance by taking the two and a half at night. Mm -hmm. And it's just like helping me get that sleep, but it's not like, you know, making me have to take 15 then tomorrow. Yeah. And I think you also brought up the CBN and I know that our listeners, you know, when we start bringing up CBN, we all know THC and we've heard CBD, but another cannabinoid, obviously is CBN. And then there's the other ones. And this is a time for when our, our listeners are going into Cure Leaf, ask the bud tenders what these things mean. Why do sleep gummies have CBN? And they, I assume, will be able to explain this to them so they can learn how to differentiate between something that's maybe a bit more social and something that's a bit more restful and for nighttime. Because knowledge is power. And the more you understand you know, about the different kind of cannabis um, substances and whatnot, the more you learn like what, what works for you and what you like. Ladies, Michelle and I cannot thank you enough. And I know our listeners are super grateful too. Um, This is something that we talk about. We thread in our conversations a lot. It's part of our lives. And thank you for stepping outside of your job as managers of Cure Leaf to have an honest conversation on motherhood and cannabis. Um, Sarah and Kim, thank you again. And Michelle, why don't you close the show? And as always, friends, stay cozy. Fun fact. Did you know that I actually hate filling my car up with gas? I don't. Seriously, you didn't know that? No. Oh my Lord. It's I'm a total avoider. I am the queen of running on empty. Running on empty. I actually have a friend (laughs) who I share the same disdain with over and we exchange photos of our gas gauges when they're on E. Oh, that's an interesting text message. But Michelle, what is the point of your story? Ah, that's right. My point. Okay. I don't think I had one. Oh, yeah, I did. All right. (laughs) I will say, since we're on the topic of automobiles, I actually love going to our local neighborhood auto repair shop for all of my maintenance. Oil changes, digital inspections, the whole bit. The name of my spot is called Vapel Auto Repair, and it's right here in LaGrange Park. It's one of the most lovely, friendly, inviting places I have ever had my car serviced. 
Wow. Well, Vapel Auto sounds like a dream come true, but I need you to tell me a bit more about this digital inspections you speak of. I would love to. Digital inspections are super cool. This is where the mechanics take photos and videos of the areas specifically concerned within your vehicle so the customer can see exactly what's going on under the hood. Okay, I appreciate this so much because I don't have a clue what's going on underneath Yeah, there. <laughs> you and me both. Not only is Vapel Auto an independent, family-owned and operated auto repair shop, Vapel is a NAPA-approved auto care center. However, the part I love most about Vapel Auto is that you are actually invited to snuggle up in their cozy waiting room and sip on a hot beverage while you wait for your car's service to be completed. Doesn't that sound delightful? An auto shop that is cozy too? Oh my God, Vapel Auto sounds like my kind of auto repair shop. Listener, if you are local or live near the west suburbs of Chicago and in need of a reputable mechanic that cares about your car and your cozy, mindful well-being, then schedule an appointment at VapelAuto.com or call 708-352-8800. Thank you for joining us for today's Cozy Conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at at The Sister Proj and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy.